SiteLab is brought to you by Yamaha. Rev your art and join the blue crew today. On Method Race Wheels, bringing you the strongest, fastest, lightest wheels in off-road racing. By Troy Lee Designs, where style and safety meet. Also presented by SKDA. Dunlop. Pro Circuit. Seat Concepts. Specialized Bicycles. Nihilo Concepts. Pro-X Racing Parts. Motul Oil. Race Tech. Stasic Stability Cycles and Flow Vision Goggles. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to Whiskey Throttle Media. We appreciate it. You are here watching Sight Lap, and we're looking ahead to the Detroit Supercross this weekend. And there's a few storylines brewing at both classes. Uh, the 250 class may be a little less exciting. Seems to be uh, pretty locked in. I have got Pro Circuit rider Seth Hamaker with us. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Seth's going to give us a, some real current rider feedback. Uh, that is sort of our niche with this show and with riders meeting is we have racers who have raced professionally, actually done these events and these supercrosses and can speak with some uh, experience to what's going on. So let's take a look this weekend. Ford Field is a dome, so don't have to worry about weather. It's going to be chilly though. So 35 degrees outside, I would definitely bundle up and 100% chance of crut in Detroit. So uh, bring a weapon or a big friend and uh, enjoy the racing. Uh, let's start with the 250 class. Man, we, we talked a little bit about this set in riders meeting. It's kind of getting a little boring watching Hunter because he's so stinking good. There's no mistakes. You kind of keep waiting for, for one of these guys to get up and mix it up with him, at, and it's just tough. He's so good. Yeah, he's just really good, and you know he's good at getting out front and leaving the chaos behind him and doing what he does best. Absolutely. And he had, he's had a couple races. Where he's got the bad start, he's gotten in some trouble. But when he gets out front and, and gets clear of the drama behind him, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and that makes it very tough. So kind of the questions that I'm looking to have answered as we head into Detroit this weekend are, can Nate Thrasher get into him and get a little payback? Uh, kind of mix him up, throw him off of his rhythm. You know, we've talked about this before. It's like at a point, if you, you can't beat this guy straight up. Um, it, that's that we've kind of seen that. I, I hate to say that. I don't want to discourage Nate Thrasher, but in a heads-up fight, Hunter's been beating him pretty regularly. So you know, my buddy Ricky Johnson likes to say, "Man, you got to throw him out of this rhythm. You got to hit him. You know, you got to you got to mess with him." And and I'm I'm thinking, if Nate Thrasher wants to win, you're right. He you can't just go out there and expect to race him heads up and beat him. It's not going to happen right now. Yeah. So whether that's in practice or in the heat. Man, just push it wide, you know, give him, a, give him a little bit of heat and throw him off the track and throw him out of his rhythm. What, what would you do? Yeah, I think um, if I was the same speed or faster than him, I would definitely hit him. I feel like if you're not on that level at that particular race or that night, I don't think, um, I think that's a little bit frowned upon, maybe a little bit. But definitely if you're like on him, you know, battling, I think hit him like a little bit, get into him, and I think that'll disrupt his rhythm and be like, oh, man, this guy's, you know, I got to watch when I'm around him. Yeah, at least try to get him, you know, I would say out of the start, line up next to him and move over and try to close his light up. Yeah. Put him off into the back when he can kind of get mixed up and have some bad things happen. Or at least start in front of him and don't let him have it. You know, he passes you, close that line off or come right back into him. Even if you both go down, like, do something. Yeah. And at this point, you're out of the, you're, you're getting to a point where you're out of the championship. 
And if you, you know, the, the next best thing is to win some races and you're going to have to do something different. Yeah. I think Thrasher's what, 30 points down. So it, it's kind of at this point, you got to make something happen, you know, more than a full race. So it's, it's getting time to, uh, you know, put some points on them. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't advocate for hurting anybody or being dirty, but you know, Robin's racing. Robin's racing. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, there's that. We'll see what happens. I'm curious. I still feel like Thrasher owes him from the Daytona incident. Not that it was way out of bounds, but just a little bit much. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Jordan Smith, probably the the other guy on the line who can beat him. I think who could get a win still. Um, I don't know that, that Anstey has the speed just yet to, to get a win. These two guys are, are probably it. Yep, I agree. Jordan Smith, I think he's gonna be good at Detroit. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's got he uh, got his first ever 250 win at uh, Detroit, so I think he's gonna be good there, and I look for him to be at least on the podium. But I think he can get a win, dude. There's something to that, right? I mean, um, you win some place or you do well there, and and it could be a Supergrass where the dirt's inside. It's not like there's something about the soil that you like or the track layout because it changes every year. But there, you go to a, a town or a venue, and if you just feel good there. You just feel good there. I don't know why that is, but it happens. It does, yeah. And you hear a lot of guys like asking what their favorite track is or venue. They always, you know, they say something, and it's normally the one that they've always done good at or got their first win. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think back to Reed at San Diego, you know, mm-hmm. and it went from Qualcomm to Petco. It didn't even matter if the venue changed. It was just San Diego in general. Yeah. There's something about it. He always did well, or he won so many stinking times. So there's something to it. Uh, we'll hope that Jordan Smith can pull off that magic and and at least make a fun race out of it. Um, and I kind of think at this point in the series and, and as good as Hunter has been, if if he gets out front, he checks out, I, I would say just enjoy watching him because he's really impressive right now. The, the way he's riding, his mental game is just solid. He's so confident. He's so focused. He's not getting rattled. Uh, and we've seen in the past, I would say the last couple years with Hunter, He's a little bit easier to kind of get get upset, get wound up, and and let things affect him. And this year, man, he's just solid and super cool. If something goes weird or goes sideways, he just gets up and picks up picks up with his business and goes. He's really in a good spot right now. So I would say just, man, appreciate what you're watching because he's really on it. He is. And, uh, yeah, like you said about in the past, he's kind of got flustered that way. But this year he looks like a completely, completely different rider mentally. Um, but yeah, for young up and comers, uh, just watch his technique, how he rides. It's impressive. And there's a lot to learn. Yeah. And watch, you know, when he does have a lapper gets in his way or he makes contact like he did with, with Pappy last weekend, something that could have really messed him up. It, he just, man, he just pulls a tear off and he moves on it. It doesn't phase him. And there's a lot to learn from that. Cause it's very easy to get emotionally kind of charged up. But it takes you out of your focus of what you need to be paying attention to. Yeah. Normally nothing ever good comes from that, you know? So, and he does a good job at that. I think, you know, pulling that tear off, letting that behind you, focusing on what's forward, and uh, it's the best thing you can do. It is the best, but it's hard. So hard. Nobody stuffed to you or roofs you. You're like, you the son of, I mean, you just getting so mad. Yeah, I was waiting for Hunter, like, last weekend to throw the his hand up, you know, over the triple or something. That's just what you think you would do, but... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, he, he doesn't even look back. He just, you know, I think he did pull a tear off, and that was it. And then he just goes. It's impressive. He's in a really good space right now, uh, just kind of firing on all cylinders. So uh, not a whole lot of drama in the championship chase in the 250 class. Um, 
So I would say just appreciate what you're watching because you're watching some really good riding there out of uh, Hunter Lords. Moving on to the 450 class, a lot more questions that we need answers for, starting with, with Eli Tomac. A terrible ride for him last weekend in Indy. And we we talked a little bit about a rider's meeting. Maybe it's setup. You know, he, he, he did so well with his setup early on, which he doesn't typically do. But those were West Coast tracks, harder dirt, harder bases. We get to this first really sticky, ruddy mess of a track that we had in Indy, and, and he just looked, man, he looked off. Definitely looked off, and, you know, he never won Anaheim 1 before until this year, and, you you know, his bike was on it from the first time they hit the track, it looked like. So it's definitely different from the years past with the with Tomac, so I don't know. It's so weird that, you know, a guy like him could have a ride like he did, but he needs to bounce back, and uh, I think he will. I, you know, we've seen it happen in Tampa when he wasn't that um, comfortable, got fifth, came back to Arlington next weekend, didn't get the win, but. You know, still look good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine they just go into another round and go, well, let's just do our best. I mean, yeah. They're going to be searching for answers this this week. I wonder, like, if they'll, like, you know, try to change everything or just, you know, go. Because, like, do you think they changed it so much that it was completely different from the races before this? You know, I don't know. Only Eli this camp know, right? Yeah. I don't know what he said. Maybe he wasn't feeling it. Maybe he was sick. Maybe maybe it was the bite. True. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, those guys will address it, though. They're not going to just let that go. No. They will address it. They will make improvements and changes. And and they know they've lost the red plate. Like, we, mm-hmm. it's time to get back to winning, right? Yeah. Right. So um, it'll be curious, interesting to me to watch what they change, if, if they even let that out of the bag. They're pretty quiet about everything that they do. But what changes are made at how he rebounds from that ride because it was tough. Um, and then Chase Sexton, we talked a little bit about this again last week in riders' meeting. He's 13 points down in the championship, and it's it's late enough in the season that at 13 points down, you start to go, ooh, okay, we can't let that that number get any bigger. No. It has to start coming down or, you know, maintaining. Yeah, definitely, you know, a couple more rounds in, in the under 10 mark, you know, around those points. But from, from here on out, he's definitely got to – can't lose anymore, I don't feel like, at this point. I don't think so. You know, let's say whether it's Cooper or Eli, whoever ends up sort of becoming the points leader, you start to go 15, 18 points down, which could can happen quickly. Man, you're you're starting to take yourself out of it, mm-hmm. right? So he's at a really critical point points-wise where he's got to start bringing that back down and tightening up a bit if he wants to stay in this championship fight. Um. And, and we'll we'll see. It's he's become just this habitual crasher in the main event. Nobody really knows why. I don't even know that he knows why, which is the really frustrating thing. Um, but let's hope he can pull it together and get some wins here. Yeah, because I think you know he's gonna need guys like Barsha and Roxon to help him gain some of these points back. Which I think he's got that on his side now that they're they showed us last week and that they can come up and get in that fight. So. If he can get those guys in between, say Rock or um, Tomac and Webb, give him some more points on him. Yeah, I mean, you, you throw those two guys on the podium. Let's say Cooper and Eli have a bad start or crash or something, and they get fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, somewhere in that window. Man, you're right back in the hunt. Absolutely, yeah. And that's that's perfectly within the realm of possibility. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Justin Barsha. Super big surprise last weekend, kind of. I guess you know you had mentioned he set the fastest lap time in the Daytona main event. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of incoming. But it really showed in the results at Indy with a second and damn near stole the win. 
Um, can he repeat? I think he can, yeah. I think he's on his way to uh, being a consistent maybe podium guy now for the rest of the season, I think. so. I mean, it sure looks that way. His lap times are great. He looks comfortable. Um, just, just even watching him in the pits, he just looks like he's having fun. He's smiling. He's throwing big whips when he wins his heats and things like that. Uh, just looks like things are clicking for him. And we're on the East Coast where he likes that that sticky, ruddy dirt. That's sort of his jam. And um, I, I think he's going to be somebody to keep an eye on every single weekend moving forward. Uh, Ken Roxon, I don't know what to do with this guy. He's um, Even when he wins, he's saying, oh, I was sick. And I, and I just sometimes I can't stand this dude. Uh, but he rode great. And that track last weekend, to me, was so rutted and so hammered. It was almost like an enduro cross mixed with supercross. Mm -hmm. I mean, having to land, you know, talk a little bit about this, how hard it is to take off from a, a jump that's just ruts all the way across, so deep that your feet are brushing the dirt as you leave. And while you're in the air, tripling or doubling or whatever you're doing, you have to pick the rut you're going to land in and, and go off the next jump bit. It's so difficult so difficult to do and it's every jump it and you know last weekend in india it's in in between every transition and um yeah when you're in the air you're just kind of like all right am i going to land on the downside and then you just kind of go with whatever rut you're going to be in but you you don't really pick you know the exact one and you're hitting a different one almost every lap yeah you know to, to and i think that's why guys like kenny do really well in those situations because he can be very because he's very precise mm -hmm. he can put the bike right where he wants it lap after lap after lap and that's important when you're in the air looking at 25 ruts and going, okay, that one, you know, yeah, hit it yeah. five inches wide. I mean, it, it's so incredibly difficult and uh, it was never my strong suit. And I, I watched these guys doing it down. I just, I mean, I appreciate it because it's so tough. Uh, never mind the whoops, which are cupped and rutted and sending you left and right. That was a really tough track. It was, like I said, almost like a survival type of track now well, really who, who's racing the fastest um so ken roxon can he jump in and do it again i don't have any idea we'll have to see what do you think i think it's going to be kind of the same thing that's going on with uh with him throughout the first half of the season i think it's just going to be up in the mix sometimes and then other times going to be fifth sixth yeah so um I hope he gets up in the mix, you know, and just kind of battles with these guys. Um, the better, the more guys we have up there, the better the racing is. So I hope he's up there. Well, we have to see. He's definitely hot and cold. Um, the, a couple other guys who I think could get in and, and fight for this are Jason Anderson and Eric Plessinger. These are guys who you know have the speed. They know that they've got it under the hood, but Aaron's sort of been building. He's had a good year, but then he'll have a bad round. And I think these we're, we're into this East Coast where it's definitely more his style. Uh, and Jason Anderson has been a mystery for me. This is a guy who, who should be fighting for wins every weekend. He's had some questionable uh, judgment calls coming into guys and getting into altercations. He and Barsha, I think, have found each other five or six so many times. Yeah. And it's like instead of focusing on just moving forward, he's distracted by all these other things maybe. Um, but he's definitely better than he's been. Yep, I think definitely better than he's been. And I don't think the... Super rutted East Coast tracks fit his style very well, so I think he's looking forward to getting back to like Arizona, some of the hard pack tracks. But I don't know if that's it though, because you know last year he he had some wins on the East Coast, and I've seen him win in really rutted stuff. Yeah, so when he's on, he's on. It's, yeah, I feel like something's a little off. 
maybe mental. It's there's so many different things that it could be. Um, and only he really knows and his team. So it's tough to say. But I just want to see him up there. And it could happen. You know how this stuff goes, right? Like something could happen during the week that clicks or or changes your mindset. And maybe he just gets to the point. He goes, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna like let it hang out. Let it let it rip. Maybe that works. Yeah. Maybe that works. Sometimes yeah. you're, you're caught up in points and where you are in the championship or worried about what your team's thinking. There's a lot of things that can throw you off. And, and one good weekend for Jason, you know, a win, that changes your confidence so much. Yeah. So, Which with Rocks and maybe it will with him too. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, interesting to see. We've got a lot of different things coming up. You know, yes, we're in, in Detroit this weekend. We're on the East Coast for some rounds. But you've also, to your point, you've got Arizona. Hard pack, pretty slick. Uh, we're going to Seattle still. Yeah, that's a loose. That's just kind of loose and all over the place. It could be a mud pit. True. One of those shirts you had on the West Coast this winter, I would bet there's going to be some, that's going to be a mudder. Um, so we still got some some races up in the air. Uh, Utah, I got our finale. The amount of snow we've been getting out here. I mean, Mammoth is setting records. Utah is uh, bright up there with their best snowfall years ever. Um who knows? Maybe we'll get snow at our final round. Well, that'd be something, yeah. And then Denver and all those races. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of weird stuff coming up that uh, could throw things out of whack. And um, yeah, that's why we love this sport. Yep, always something. You never know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump style. Uh, well, listen, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm stoked to watch this weekend. It's going to be interesting. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Sidelap. Join us again Monday morning where we will have another Riders meeting breaking down everything we saw here in Detroit. Hope everybody has a safe weekend. We'll see you next week.